Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me on a lovely Tuesday afternoon, not recording live, is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's up, man? Not much. We should poll the audience on that. The uh, If we should do every episode live or or stick with the, the one-in-one format. Yeah. Yeah, I am such a big fan of democracy. <laughs> so, yeah, we should. Because I, I do go back. I can't make up my mind if I want to do live twice a week or or have this one uh, pre-recorded. I like them both. But I, the live is definitely more fun. I don't know if there's, uh, yeah, if there's a lot of demand for it or not. I suppose we could put it to a vote, just like... Um, Elon Musk put put something epic to a vote this past weekend. For those of you who have not been in the the Twitter sphere or sphere or whatever the hell it's called these days, um, Alex Jones is back. That is that is the news of the of the week of the weekend. That's the story. Yeah, he said, uh, vote on it. Should I reinstate Alex Jones to the platform? 70% voted yes. So this, the people have spoken, and so it shall be, he says. He's he's put it put Alex Jones back on Twitter. I don't know that Alex Jones has actually tweeted anything yet or X'd anything. How do, what is that? Anyway, I, posted, I, I, think I don't think he's actually now. Yeah. Uh that's that seems boring. I don't think he's posted anything yet, but he is back. He did uh what was it? Andrew Tate had made a post about uh alex jones being reinstated and alex jones retweeted that or uh reposted that so so he has he has at least logged in in some capacity i started following him i know that (laughs) but yeah i don't think i've seen anything out of him yet the they did have i guess they had a big twitter space uh, on maybe sunday morning was it sunday it was like all day this thing was going on i kept seeing it like pop up on my twitter i didn't really listen in on it but there were some there were some pretty big names in there you know, alex jones andrew tate great dave smith i saw i was talking for a while so yeah there's a, a lot of um a lot of dear dear friends on the podcast talking it up so it, it kind of seems like something might be shifting here i don't know but First of all, I just love I love how Elon puts all these controversial things to a vote. They always it's always the people who are so pro democracy who get their fucking asses handed to them in all of these votes. And it's like, do you still really love democracy? You still think it's worth saving our precious democracy? Because it's really just two wolves and a sheep deciding on what's for dinner. And when you're when you get your fucking ass handed to you, 70, 30 on what you consider to be a very important thing. Ooh, that democracy doesn't doesn't taste so sweet, does it? Delicious for me. It's funny what happens when you don't have to rely on uh democratic county auditors to do the the vote counting when it's just counted automatically when it just tabulates automatically and you can watch it in real time. Again, yeah. Like how is this the way like, how can we not figure out a way to securely vote instantaneously online? It's right, just the like, perfect example of how inept government is. Like, A, they don't want it to be that way. They want to have control. Like, they would never leave it up to the people. We say this all the time. Like, if voting made a difference, they wouldn't let you do it. 
All right. So they want to have total control over this. But even if they didn't, for some reason, there, there's just no motivation for them to change the system. It doesn't matter how many January 6th insurrections you have. <laughs> That's not going to get them to fucking figure out how to count votes in a timely manner. But this, I mean, this idea, think of how many secure logins you have, like for banking sites and things like that. It wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't be hard to, I mean, it would be more secure and more verified that you are who you say you are when you're voting. If you could, if you had to do it through like your, I don't know, your JP Morgan Chase login or something. Then I guess it's 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 racist because uh, black people can't figure out how to get bank accounts. I've been told that. So this goes to a a theory that I have on voting anyway. But if you have a driver's license or own a vehicle, then you have an online BMV or DMV account through your state. So why can't you just vote through that? I mean, they they keep track of your taxes, of your vehicle registrations, of your driver's license. Like they have all of that right there. Why can't you just log in there? and vote because that's like that's all secure you've you've had to be verified you have to have a driver's license and and verify that you are the person who uh owns this account like seems like it should be a relatively easy and also then if you don't have a driver's license or you don't own a vehicle then you're ineligible from voting which is like if you're not a contributing member of society fuck you you shouldn't be allowed to vote anyway hundred percent, dude. If you don't pay any taxes, there's just no conceivable, like there's no world where it's fair that you get to vote on how everyone else's tax dollars are spent. And you, of course, you're just going to vote them for things that you want when you're not actually paying it, when you don't have to pay any of it. So the, the whole thing, even just by like the retarded statist mindset, it just doesn't make any sense. So yeah, you have a tax ID, you have a fucking social security number. Like they give you a number and they're very good at tracking you when it comes to what you owe them. But they, God, could they not care any less about who, like figuring out who you are when they want to, um, when they want you to cast your vote. Like the, the whole thing should just be like literally instantaneous. Boom. You go, you log in, you click the thing. I mean, of course I'm going to be calling everybody. All, I mean, I don't really vote, but if I did vote, I wouldn't know what my fucking login was. So I'd have to go through like the, you know, the three, the dual verification, the, the fucking texting code and all this shit. Another reason why I wouldn't vote. But um, yeah, like it would just be so easy. And then we have the votes and they're like indisputable. There's no disputing it. Well, and see, like you talked about, like having to go through all that shit would prevent you from probably voting. I'm fully on board with that. I think. I I think we should add as many barriers to entry as possible to voting. It should be something that you have to like, it shouldn't be something that you're doing casually. You should have to make a conscious effort that like, yes, I'm going to vote. I personally, I think an IQ test should be required <laughs> along with a whole bunch of other stuff. Like it should be as restrictive as humanly possible. It would still be easier than having to like go down to the polling station and wait in line and do all that stuff. You just you can sit on your couch and log in and cast your ballot. Um, but yeah, you'd have to you would have to be paying taxes. So all these young idiots that are still in fucking high school, they're still in college, they've never had a fucking job, they're just being propagandized with a bunch of socialism. Now you don't get to vote yet. You gotta start paying your fucking taxes first. I was actually paying taxes in high school, so I guess I would have been able to vote right when I turned 18. Because I had a fucking J-O-B. Always had a job. And I always hated paying taxes. So <laughs> imagine, you know, imagine like an 18-year-old that's been working for like, you know, two or three years or whatever. And it gets to see all the taxes being taken out of their fucking paycheck for three years. And then it comes time to vote. They might not be all fucking Joe Biden this and Joe Biden that. Bernie Sanders. My, my son started working back in... April, I think it, April or May, uh, at fourteen in in Indiana, you can work a limited number of hours per day per week at fourteen, and then it increases at fifteen and so on. And so he had, he got him a job and started working, and he was like doing the math. He the the little fucker makes fifteen dollars an hour, like playing games with old folks at a retirement home. But 
So he he was like doing the math on how many hours he was going to work and how much he was going to make. And I was like, no, that's not going to be it. He's like, what? He's going to tell said, him. <laughs> I was like, you're going to get hit with taxes. He's like, why? I said, because that's the way this fucked up system that's, works. Taxes are the you're price gonna... we pay for a civilized society. He got his he got his first check and he's like, this is bullshit. I'm like, number one, watch your mouth. But also, yes, welcome to welcome to adult life. I like how does anybody look at their check every week or every other week or you know, every month or whatever, whatever your pay period is? How do how does anybody look at their check and think, God, I'm happy that they stole all of this money. I wish they would take more. Yeah, in some weird way, they feel like if they take more from somebody else, they'll take less from you. It's never happened. In the history of tans taxation, it's never fucking happened. They would say that. They would say, oh, we just need the rich to pay their fair share. And the original income tax, if you've ever listened to this podcast where I rant about it forever and ever and ever, it's only 1% on the 1%. Like you had to be making $500,000 uh, in today's dollars to be hit with a 1% tax or something like that. And then it maxed out at 7%. It was never meant for the uh, the poorest people among us or even middle-class people. It was meant for the Rockefellers and the Carnegies and the Vanderbilts and all that. And uh, within, what, so 1913? So by World War I, it's like literally within fucking five years, that was all, all bets were off. And by World War II, forget about it. They were just taking it. You didn't even fucking stroke a check at the end of the year or whatever. They just took it right out of your fucking paycheck. It was the victory tax. Uh, thought we won the war. Tax didn't go away, did it? That's where, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know that. That's where the withholding came from. Because it doesn't make sense to fund a war. Um, if you need money for a war to tax you now, but I don't have to pay the taxes till next fucking April, how's that going to fund the war, right? So they came up with the withholding. They're just going to take it right out of your paycheck immediately. That was a emergency World War II victory tax. And we won the war and we stopped the Nazis and all that great stuff. And to this day, still got the withholding. All right. Yeah. I, I, I just, there's no more dishonest group of people than pussy politicians. I, it's amazing to me that I guess people just have no idea. They have like no sense of history. Anybody that knows anything about history, I feel like is at least votes Republican. But if they really have a good sense of history, they're libertarians or they're anarchists or something like that. How, how can you not be? Just look at what they've done. It's it's ridiculous. But anyway, democracy. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Got Alex Jones back. Speaking of Alex Jones, the uh, the article talks the that talks about him being returned and how controversial it is and how he uh, owes the families of of his victims more than one point five billion dollars. Like he doesn't have victims; he's done nothing to hurt anyone in any way. And number two, did you see the uh, the most recent news on that? The victims are or have put in like a request for a modification. They're they're trying to get like I'm trying to remember the number. It's like 68 million or something. Like they it, it supposedly he's supposed to pay them 1.5 billion and they're just trying to settle for like 68 million or something like that because he like there's literally no way they would ever get 1.5 billion. It'll be tied up in lawsuits for all of eternity because he doesn't have he doesn't have any way to pay that. And so they're trying to like just settle for, for yeah, like, like I said, I think it's, yeah, I think it's like 68 million. And, and his legal team is fighting that. Like before it's all said and done, he's, he's not, I mean, he's going to pay out a lot of money uh, in the probably upwards of 50 million, but nowhere near like, like the 1.5 billion was the most just asinine, insane bullshit ever. It's like the GDP of a, a fucking small country is what he owes these people for, for saying things. And that wasn't even why he got kicked off of Twitter, apparently. It was something like he like accosted a journalist or something in public. As I think that's said. what it was. Yeah, right? Like he was just like giving this journalist shit. 
journalist in quotations for being a, a dishonest fucking hack. And I think that, and apparently that, because he like intimidated the guy or something. I mean, Alex Jones, of course he's intimidating. Super male vitality. But yeah, that's that's why he got kicked off of Twitter. Like people say, I didn't, I didn't actually know that until this whole, I was just assumed it was the Sandy Hook thing. Because that's what everybody fucking brings up. But I guess I should know better. What everybody's talking about is never what's fucking true. Yeah, he he was the uh, he was one of the early victims of the Twitter censorship because he says the he says the things that you're not supposed to say and is yeah I mean he says some batshit crazy off the wall stuff but he also says a lot of stuff that is a hundred percent right even though it sounds batshit crazy and off the wall. I remember like he was the one where every like platform he he was the original deplatformed guy. Like they all just got together and simultaneously, like that, he, he lost his bank accounts, he lost Twitter, he lost YouTube, he lost uh, Facebook, like all that shit, right? They all just fucking axed him at the exact same time, and it was it was really creepy shit. And that was like fucking what was that like four years ago, three four years ago? Oh, it it's been longer COVID? than that. It was like seventeen or eighteen. Wow, because eighteen was when he got removed from Twitter. And I just remember thinking at the time, I was like, wow, dude, this is super fucking super scary that they could just do this. Like the banking, that was like the first time I think I remember hearing somebody like losing their bank accounts and everything, dude, everything just for uh, an opinion that people don't like. Right. I mean, nothing that he's said is uh, there was this insane post by some wackadoodle leftist nut job. Uh, let me pull it up right quick for those who watch. How many innocent people will be murdered because Elon Musk allowed Alex Jones back on Twitter? And apparently this is not like a a uh, completely off-the-wall, unheard-of opinion. That somehow Alex Jones back on Twitter means people are going to get murdered. Fucking insane. Nobody has ever been hurt by yeah, an I, Alex Jones tweet. I'd, I'd like to see him walk me through the logic on that one. <laughs> you know, it's like... All right. I mean, he was like, fuck, he was dumb enough to be uh, at the January 6th thing, like instigating stuff. Right. Wasn't he driving around in that truck thing? Is that January 6th? Alex Jones? What? I thought so. Maybe it was a different one of the protests. I feel like he was around, like, wasn't he driving around like this tank thing? What the hell was that? I don't remember that, but if he was, that makes me like him even more. But I think he was, I think he was at January 6th and then he left or something. I don't know. But again, the only people that die on January 6th are the people that were killed by police. Yeah, I guess uh, Ashley Babbitt is the guy, but you can't blame Alex Jones for that. Uh, obviously, that was Donald Trump's fault. Why? Well, yeah, dude, these deranged people. It's great. I, I just love yeah, it. It's it's as close to like Donald Trump getting elected as we're going to get for like the for the reaction you know like the trump derangement syndrome to kick in is like alex jones being back on twitter and just watching them all freak out you literally just said five seconds ago that you love democracy and it's the best thing in the world and we need to you know if donald trump wins somehow democracy it's a loss for democracy we lose our democracy i've seen people tweet that as well but it's great every time they lose a democratic vote it, democracy is over <laughs> that's it's how it works. Democracy is only good when it goes the way that I want it to. Otherwise, it's trash. Yeah, they did. They just nobody even knows. I don't even think half those people understand what democracy actually means. They just mean it to mean everything is good. Everything that I like happens. That's democracy. If something I don't like happens, then that's clearly it's tyranny, fascism. All right. Well, then use the right fucking words. Then language should mean something. Right. Their lack of understanding of like just basic uh, definitions and use of words is fucking ridiculous. Like if you're going to use these words, you at least use them right um, there. I did do a I did an episode on an interesting uh, topic that was like how the how the right wing has weaponized certain words like woke used to be a good thing and now it's not and like other stuff. It It is interesting. And, and it, it does seem to, for a lot of that, it does seem to work against the left because of the way they, because of the retarded fashion in which they go about using these words like racist, bigot, 
Nazi. Nazi doesn't mean anything anymore. Like yeah. they've they've taken away all the power of the words because they overuse them. And so then that leaves an opening to then take other words and turn it against them because they they just lack such a basic uh functional use of the English language. That's it is pretty cool. And and it's also a fun way to fuck with uh people who are already emotionally unstable anyway. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it really is something I can't, I mean, I don't even know what Alex Jones Twitter is, is going to do other than I, it's just like a great, it's symbolic. It's good. It's back on. You should have, you should have never been kicked off. It's like Trump being allowed back on. Like it, it, Trump's not going to come back to Twitter in any, in any similar capacity to what he was on Twitter before, because he's going to continue to use truth social or whatever since that's his platform but just the symbolic act of putting trump back on twitter like uh putting alex jones back on twitter uh, that's that's it's a it's a big step yeah yeah it seems like there's a a changing of the guard or a turning of the tide or the the pendulum is starting to swing back the other way something like that one of those cliches or whatever well and of course since that since all of that where elon went on his uh Go fuck themselves, uh, tirade, and then putting Alex Jones back on. Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't seen any uh, functional problems, but there's been talks that Twitter has been under relatively consistent cyber attacks since doing all that. Because I mean, he's he's bucking the regime and doing doing the things that he's not supposed to do. Speaking of, uh, for those who utilized rumble it has been up and down pretty consistently over the last uh over the weekend and then yesterday and even even earlier in the day today it was up and down um rumble got all of the january 6 tapes and posted and all of that got posted to rumble plus rumble has also come out in support of elon musk and and his uh, strategy with Twitter and everything, Rumble has been very supportive of Tucker Carlson and and a lot of the other like uh, alt right MAGA uh, personalities and stuff that talk about all of these conspiracy theories and and stuff. Um, Rumble has been very supportive of actual free speech, and their uh, and and the people in charge of Rumble have been very vocal about that as so a rumble has been getting hit with uh unprecedented cyber attacks over the weekend and and going into this week um like this like i said the site's been up and down it's it's getting it's getting spun out on some uh social media platforms that it's because rumble has funding issues <laughs> no no it's because rumble pissed off the people that uh, will come after you in any way they possibly can for saying the things that you're not supposed to say. Yeah, dude, they're so it's so obvious. They're just they they're blatant about everything. The second you go against the regime, they come at you. It's just like uh, what uh, Chuck Schumer. They'll come at. They got six ways from Sunday to come get you. You're gonna get audited by the IRS. You're gonna get fucking, you know. Uh, cyber attacks if you got one of these fucking platforms the advertisers are gonna fucking join you know conspire to boycott you the and it's just it's just so obvious look who it look who it happens to every single time it's always just some dissident voice like somebody who's dissenting services are 100 restored is that true that was as of eight o'clock last night it was Back down at around nine nine thirty this morning, it was down again. It came back up, and then I think around one o'clock or so this afternoon, it went back down, and then it's it's back up now. Uh, they've been they have gotten a lot better at uh, combating it. Like when it was first happening over the weekend, it was it was going through some pretty massive delays, but they've gotten. They seem to be combating it pretty well and and doing a good job of uh, getting things back up and running pretty quickly. But I mean, it's like it's nonstop. Like they're just getting bombarded over and over again. And 
And some there are some morons that are like, oh, this is China. China's going after like what? Why? Mm-hmm. What? What's what, what's in it for China to go after Rumble? Like, quit being fucking stupid. It's <laughs> it's obvious who it is. And it's right on cue. You really like the second they release the January 6th tapes, just relentless attacks. I mean, maybe it is China at like the fucking White House's direction <laughs> doing it. Kind of like how all the Russian collusion was actually Hillary. 100 uh, percent. You'll you'll be able to trace this back to the White House at some point, maybe six months from now, maybe a year from now. They'll be like, remember that cyber attack? Yeah. Now we have the evidence. It was all done from Hunter Biden's laptop. I was about to say, I wonder how much money is going to go into a uh, one of his firm's bank accounts from uh, some Chinese tech company after all of the after all of these attacks. Oh man, did I miss a big move in the markets today? It just keeps going up. It just keeps going, Justin. Sorry, I'll close that. <laughs> well, can't look that at it anymore. <laughs> I say, did that happen while we've been recording? Um, I mean, I didn't have a trade on or anything, but I, uh, I took most of my, I took too many trades today. I think I took like five trades, but, um, ended up a little, a little in the green, but basically at break even after a couple of things. And it was just like, I was just a little off sides. It was an up day. I was looking for shorts and, uh, I got a couple nice moves, but the gigantic move I missed because I was, uh, I was looking for something. I was busy doing something else. And then just looking back at the chart, it's like, oh my God, dude. It's like the the perfect setup I look for. I literally call it a unicorn setup. And there it was at like 9.35 this morning or something. And if I just, dude, if I just put on one one micro contract of $2 or something, it would have been like a $1,000 day. If I just let that thing run all day. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's just part of the fucking game. You know, this is the business we've chosen. So. You learn to roll with the punches. It's for be for being offsides. If you're still profitable on the day, it's you know it's considered a win. It's uh, when you leave that much on the table, it's a little tough to swallow. It's like that Chiefs uh, replay or whatever offsides call that I keep seeing. I, I have taken that? to I have taken to just blocking any account that is defending that or that is defending uh, the Chiefs being mad about that. Like clearly, his entire foot is past the ball. Like there are these morons that are sh- like posting other pictures of other games where somebody's lined up supposedly offside. So it's like, like here's the ball and here's their foot. They're pretty well even, maybe just a little bit. Like he was, his entire foot was completely past the ball. Like it's, it's a no brainer. And then there's, Oh, well you see where he checked with the ref. No, he didn't. He looked that way. And then immediately like, he didn't confirm or verify anything with the ref. Like it's so fucking insane. I, I watch too much football anyway. So, well, yeah, I didn't see it, but it just keeps popping up like all over, like everything I go on, there's like a fucking screenshot of it. And yeah, usually when you go to the line, you signal to the ref, like, Hey, am I on or am I off? Like, and they'll be like, yeah, you're good. He didn't do that. No. Well, okay. So yeah, as a receiver, what you do is you walk up to the line and you look at the line judge and you go, I'm on, am I on, or I'm off, am I off? And they'll either tell you, take a step back, take a step forward, you're good, whatever. Like, But it's a like two-way street. You look to them, they confirm with you. The only video that shows him uh, confirming with the line judge, he walks up and he's. it's like this. He just goes, like he doesn't even... He doesn't he even looked. wait for the judge to to acknowledge him or anything. He just walks up, looks in that direction, and you can't even tell. I mean, that's it's their sideline. You don't even know if he's actually looking at the line judge. He could just be looking to the sideline to the coaches or some or something like. It, he didn't. Either way, he didn't get verification that he was on, and right. he lined up very blatantly off sides. Right. Yeah. It's it's a great little microcosm for where we are as a society. Back in my day, that wasn't like, oh, the refs blew this call or they ruined the game. It was, why the fuck were you offsides, Rafita? That would have been the fucking conversation. Like, you're a fucking idiot. Why were you offsides? Why didn't you check with the fucking line judge? It wasn't like, oh, you know, there's no accountability anymore. Nobody fucking takes responsibility for fucking up. 
I fucked up. I was off sides today. I missed a huge move in the market. I'm not being like, oh, this market's so unfair. No, I was wrong. Fucked it up. It's not that hard. Take responsibility for when you fuck up. Speaking of taking responsibility for when they fuck up, I wonder if California is ever going to take any responsibility for a $68 billion budget deficit when they've only got $30 billion in reserves. So even if they dump... Uh, how can you have a $68 billion budget deficit and have reserves? Like, how does that... I don't I don't understand how that supposedly works. I'm not... I, I know that they the leftists were, like, constantly touting their reserves and like oh well, like you know we have all these reserves we have this surplus whatever and it's like all right yeah a more subdued newsome acknowledged that the projected surplus had morphed into a 22 billion dollar shortfall <laughs> i i love it when they project things and it's always the rosiest scenario i guess i'll start from the top california state budget morphs from a 97.5 billion dollar surplus to a multi-billion dollar deficit where it's 68 billion uh, it's another reminder of, about the volatility of the state's revenue system. Uh, Gavin Newsom's pension for braggadocious, braggadocio, is that the word? Yes, braggadocio is, an, is a word. Okay. I'm used to just using it as braggadocious. Is that a word? Possibly. Uh, yeah. Eight months ago when he declared that the 97 surplus would, you know, he's like, no other state in American history. I remember that shit. And I remember every, you know, there's always like this back and forth between Democrats and Republicans about how Democrats are running all these blue states into the ground. And then they're like, oh, well, we have the biggest the biggest surplus and like all, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then, yeah, fast forward just a little bit. And it's like, oh, whoops, uh, do 180 degrees. <laughs> and that's where we are. Well, and that was yes. a projected surplus. Like that wasn't an actual like realized surplus. Like he was bragging that their state budget, they were going to have this amazing $97.5 billion surplus. But like, there was never any, there was never anything to back that. That was just like uh, using, you know, using the uh, like COVID math to, to come up with your, with your surplus number. It's, it's the same as like the jobs yeah. reports and stuff like that. Like it was, it was all bullshit. That's a, what? I mean, shit, that's a, 170 billion dollar swing from gonna have a gonna have a 97 billion dollar surplus to a 68 billion dollar shortfall yeah and it's yeah it's like the perfect i think analogy is anything that the congressional budget office projects because what happens is a bunch of republicans give them these ridiculous numbers with all of these rosy assumptions like we're never going to go into recession uh, you know, inflation is going to stay at 2%. We're going to have 5% GDP. And then they base all of the, you know, they base these projections off of the assumptions that other politicians are giving them, which are absolutely ridiculous. Like they'll assume that in 50 years, there won't be any, there won't be one recession. And that's how they make the projection. It's like, what do you bet? Like we've had a recession like every fucking eight years historically. So like what fucking magical planet are you, are you coming up with these projections on? Yeah, they're completely worthless. I can give you any kind of fucking assumptions and then have you base projections off of my retarded assumptions. Okay. Well, and like this right here, the <clears throat> their biggest shortfall, the $14.3 billion decrease in what they were like what they were expecting to bring in in tax revenue. They're actually going to bring in $14.3 billion less than that because because the insane policies and things that that california has done have run off their most successful most profitable biggest taxpayers to to texas and and others texas tennessee florida like people have just been fleeing in droves there was some retarded ass article um i can't remember who it was which one of the leftist rags it was that posted this article that said that said <clears throat> texans are fleeing to california in droves except that when they actually you actually look at the article it it was like forty thousand people had moved from texas to california but during the same period of time one hundred fifteen thousand had moved from california to texas so it's like oh yeah, they, texans are <laughs> yeah that came up that came up in the fucking desantis newsom debate because that was that was Newsom again dunking on DeSantis. Like more Texans have come to California than Californians have gone to Texas. 
and he's using it as like a percentage of the population or so i forget what the fuck i think it was just as a percentage of the population and it's like yeah but california has like 10 times the population so it's like literally like a hundred thousand more californians came to came to fucking uh florida than floridians came to fucking texas or, or god damn it california you guys know what i mean yeah well the other thing is yes they drove uh, all these successful businesses out and then perhaps it's me going out on a limb here perhaps bidenomics economy is not as strong as it, it appears to be on paper um, maybe maybe there aren't these jobs that they've just fucking willed into existence maybe people aren't actually getting those paychecks you know maybe it's just a function of the birth death model so uh, fewer people have jobs, fewer people are paying taxes. They're probably collecting a lot more and fucking benefits. Yeah, I think it's a combination of of uh, of those things. Economy is not as strong as they say it is. Their tax receipts are way down because of the economics and because they've turned California into a shithole and people are leaving. Successful people don't live in shitholes, dude. They can go anywhere they want. Yeah. Like why? Like, like even if you wanted, even if you still liked California, it's like, all right, well, I'm gonna move, and I'll come to California for like a vacation or something. You know, I'm not gonna spend all my days here. I can go someplace else. Move my move my home, move my business out of here, and I'll come visit when it's you know when it's cold someplace else. Well, and you may have the added bonus of if you've moved to Texas. There's a possibility you might not even have to live in the United States of America anymore. You can just live in the free state of Texas. Texas independence will be on the March 2024 ballot. Uh, this has been something that's been in the works for a very long time. It's really, really picked up. Uh, the Texas movement really picked up steam in the whole COVID everything craziness. Um and they've been trying to get it on a on the ballot for shit, probably eight, 10 years. And they succeeded. So the the steps, if it passes, and then to get it through the state legislature and, and everything else, like it's not something that's gonna happen a month from now, but it's it's a pretty massive step that they actually were finally able to get it as a ballot initiative. Uh, where that's going to go on the ballot in in March 2024. Yeah, it's pretty wild. By the way, just killing the transitions today. Much better than uh, the live show. So, <laughs> um, wait, can you pull that up? Because there were some comments that I wanted to go through. Like the first one on there was just so stupid to me. Oh yeah, Texas secedes. No more U.S. military bases. NASA, CBP, ICE, federal funding, and they need to cross the border to get to the U.S. Have to pay taxes to export things. Schools would be financially crushed. That's just off the top of my head. Good thing it won't work anyway. Like the U.S. is not pulling their military bases out of Texas. Yeah, that'd uh, be the first time we've gotten rid of a military base in like the history of our fucking military. Right. NASA <laughs> not. NASA's not pulling out of Texas. Uh, like uh, a what, lot of what this is stuff... CBP. Should I know what that is? CBP. Uh, uh, Border Patrol. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Like that's like that's like that's a huge problem. Like now, now they don't have or now they aren't going to be relying on the federal Border Patrol. Now it's going to be Texas Border Patrol. All right, like. That I'm right. pretty sure they're okay with that. So like we're and, okay. That means we don't have to deal with all of these border patrol agents cutting our fucking barbed wire or our razor wire fences that are keeping people out. We can go put that stuff back up and we don't have to deal with the feds. Hell yeah, let's fucking do this. And all of a sudden they're worried about the border now. Border security is a problem now. For uh this he's got a Ukraine flag in his thing. I'm guessing he's a leftist. They always do. Yeah. Um, it's just like, oh, the schools would be financially crushed. Why? Why would the schools be financially crushed? Because they lose their federal funding. All right. Get rid of the fucking government schools. You have plenty of fucking private schools that would open up. Or you just have the state fund funded school. Like, imagine if uh Texas didn't have to fork over any of their any of their tax income to the federal government. 
nobody in Texas is paying federal income tax anymore. They don't have a state income tax, right? So they'd probably have to come up. They'd probably come up with like some sort of uh, country income tax that you'd have to pay. Yeah, they have. I say they have different types of uh, ways that they generate tax revenue. But like this, this comment. It says leaving the union isn't an option. You tried that in 1861, and in 2021 alone, the Fed sent 80 billion to Texas through the IIJA and American Rescue Act. Texas usually gets over 68 billion per year. Say goodbye to those low Texas taxes. And then the the guy, like the guy who created the original post, he said Texas is a net donor to the Feds. That's that's the thing that they um, all of these like dumb leftists are like, oh look, the federal government sent this much money to texas for this and that and the other it's like okay yeah um you want to go look at the other side of those stats how much did texas send to the federal government like it's by not okay so you're not going to get the 68 billion from the feds but you're going to get to keep your 90 billion that you were sending to the feds that's called net gain like yeah it's i think it was uh Erwin Schiff, Peter Schiff's dad had like the best analogy for like the states sending all, like people in the states sending all their money to the federal government and then getting some of it back. He's like, it's how do you say it? It's like you're giving yourself a blood transfusion from your left arm to your right arm and you spill half the blood on the floor. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, this is like so fucking stupid. It's a waste. There's so much bureaucracy involved in the transfers that you're losing a bunch of stuff, too. God damn. Do you remember all the, the Brexit hysteria too? Britain hasn't yeah, fallen you... off the face of the earth yet, have they? Uh, well, not because of that. Yeah, because of their other stupid leftist policies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the stuff? It's like um, there is currently a, at least in some polls, there's currently like a negative sentiment in, in Britain about Brexit that people don't think they should have done it. But also, they're not going back. They're not. They're not going to re rejoin the EU, like anytime soon, if ever. Like there, there's no intent for it. I, I'm not sure when you see those opinion polls like that. I think it's largely propagandized. Like, yes, things have gotten worse since leaving the EU. Leaving the EU has nothing to do with things having gotten worse. It, the things have gotten worse because you keep electing fucking moron leftists who are driving your country into the ground like that's that's why things have gotten worse it had nothing to do with brexit yeah like show me like the the lineage between the leaving the eu and the problems that britain's having now it wasn't i don't think when people were saying that they were you know threatening to leave or whatever that they were just going to be overrun by um immigrants <laughs> And it was going to become one of the most dangerous cities that nobody wants to live in anymore. Is it one right. of the most? I heard it's very dangerous. I've only been there for a short, short period of time. I didn't really get to walk around or anything. But I've yeah, heard people. Yeah. Crime, crime has gone just they for as much as they uh, they talk about like how violent it is in the U.S. with all of our guns and stuff, uh, like. Per capita, per capita, they're doing a hell of a lot worse. And I have seen a bunch of videos like, of these cops trying to like arrest people and getting their fucking asses handed to them. <laughs> That's been pretty funny. Uh, yeah. yeah, the tech, the Texas thing, though, this is, um, like I said, it, it, there is no universe where this would be like a quick, clean. It goes to the ballot in March of 24. It passes hand over fist. And then by December of 24, Texas is its own independent nation. Like it, that, there's no way it goes that way. Um, there's a lot of other stuff that will be involved with it. But just the fact that they finally were able to get it on the ballot and and they're going to vote on it. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, it, at uh, the minimum, it brings it to like the forefront of the conversation and we're talking about secession again and then you get to hear the merits of both staying in the union and seceding from the union and again the arguments for staying in are fucking flimsy man i don't i mean imagine it we're at 34 trillion in debt right now you can just peace out on that 
Sorry, federal government. Would you have to pay an exit tax? Or are uh, they going to fucking I'm, bomb you? I'm sure they would probably do something like that. Like, this is what you owe. So, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't uh, really know. A one-time thing, dude, to get out from all of the, the albatross that is the fucking federal government. Like, you, what would you do about, like, all the vet, there was, like, I think if you drilled down, down on that, the, the guy, like, elaborates, he's like, oh, all these veterans, they'd be left destitute and, like, people with social security, like, all this stuff. They were like, first of all, those people don't have to stay in Texas. They can leave. It's like, you can leave, Napoleon. Uh, <laughs> but there would be, you know, there there would be benefit. Like, Texas isn't just going to hang out their fucking veterans. To, I, I can't think of one state that would probably allocate more resources to taking care of veterans than Texas. Um, but if you could get out from Social Security, I'll pay a one-time fucking tax, get me out of Social Security, get me out of Medicare, Medicaid, all of that shit. I'd take that deal in a fucking heartbeat. The younger well, you are, the better the deal that is. What's really hilarious about this is like this guy, every single person that brings up, oh, what about our veterans? What about uh, people on SNAP? What about healthcare? All of this. Like he has he has links with all of the numbers that show what <laughs> Texas, what Texas currently does versus what they get from this from the feds. As in terms of that, and like, what would be the net the net gain or the net loss on that if Texas doesn't have to deal with the federal government for all of that stuff anymore? Of like, yeah. And the reality is, like, the the closer you are to the problem, the better solution you're going to get. That's why I always say, like, government should be like, like, if you have to have government, you want it to be like a fucking cancer, like small, localized, <laughs> not spreading, not fucking taking over the entire fucking organism um so yeah you're going to get much better all these services are going to be better they're not going to be great because it's still a government but they will be better than the fucking federal government dealing with things and if you're that if, if you're this concerned like the other thing just to tie it back to democracy really quickly because this is something that i always find interesting the disconnect here like if if democracy works then everything that the government is doing right now, um, the people support, right? People are in favor of Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, uh, making sure the poor are fed and clothed and sheltered and the elderly aren't dying in the streets or something like that. Everybody seems to care about that. They, they like these programs. So if you don't have democracy, like if you don't have the government, people would still care about these programs. Like they would still be important to people. And if they're important to you, you would figure out a way to provide for whatever the program is, right? And if you don't want to provide for it, then it's not that important to you. You don't really care about it. And democracy is not reflecting the will of the people. If it's reflecting of the will of the people, then we don't, we'd have it with or without the government. With or without the federal government, all those things would be in place because that's what people want. So that's what people will produce. But if it's, you know, if it disappears, as soon as the government disappears, like people didn't want it. So democracy is a farce. If if this works and gets it actually does go on the ballot and people vote for it, that could potentially open up the floodgates. Like Flexit is a thing, the Florida exit, uh, South Carolina has been like just on the verge of seceding ever since the civil war. Like they're just waiting for another excuse. Uh, like it, it could, it could tip some things open. I, yeah. I, California was talking about it when Donald Trump got elected. Yeah. Too bad they didn't do it. Well, and, and then it, and then if that starts to happen, how long before you see uh, like a unification of states and like the the episode we did on my show where you and i talked about like the the hunger games districts yeah. and how does, oh, how we, does the we, country divide itself out and stuff like then it starts to get really interesting and then you can just god it would be, be such a nice juxtaposition like because now with the states spread out and like all this stuff like certain states have like certain resources so like california even with their huge fucking you know uh, deficits and everything still look better than some other states or something like that. But if you like 
if you have nothing but like five or six Californias, and then you have nothing but five or six Floridas and Texas, like next to each other, you can't fucking obfuscate the, like it's going to be blatantly obvious because when you have 50 states and some are fucking net producers and some are net takers, it's like everything just sort of kind of evens out. You can argue back and forth. But when everybody's just a California all of a sudden, California, Illinois, fucking New York, everyone's just that. And then everybody's Texas and Florida. And it will become a lot more obvious which way of organizing society is better. The large blue states and the way the cities are being run versus the way the more rural blue collar states are being run. It's it's already showing itself out pretty clearly. But yeah, that would that would just really like blow it up and put it on on even grander display. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it has to be a problem in big cities like it. It is a problem in a lot of big cities, but you can run big cities the way that rural America is being run and they could be successful. Um, not every city was a fucking shithole like they are now, like Chicago. Um, I'm sure I haven't seen any uh, shithole Chicago segments yet this week, but give it time. It's only Tuesday. I'll come up with something for Friday's episode. But yeah, it's. It doesn't have to be that way. It just is because that's who they tend to vote for. All right. We're uh we're coming up on time. Did we get through everything? The only thing we missed was Honey Boo Boo's sister's turbo cancer, but I feel like that's a good Friday topic. Like <laughs> Honey Boo Boo Turbo Cancer. That's that's a that's a like that just screams Friday live show. Yeah. We will tease that for Friday Live. Uh you got anything else going on this week? Oh, no, not this week. It's my birthday this weekend. I'll be the big 4-0, so yay, I guess. Shit. What do you got planned? Anything fun? Uh, I'm going to go to my parents and hang out with my family and uh, might see some might see some old friends from high school and talk about how old we are and how much our joints hurt and shit like that. It's hell getting old, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um... I don't think I really have much going on this week either. So I guess we'll just be back on Friday. Make sure you um, like and subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction at jcamp1521. And share the show with somebody that you think might enjoy it. I was actually, I saw the podcast came up in a couple of uh, threads on Twitter. Did you see any of that? Ah. We were in, we were in some good company, man. It was. Um, Louis J. Gomez, like of the Legion of Skanks, tweeted out. He's like, "Oh, what other live podcast do you guys listen to? You know, or do you guys love besides like the Legion of Skanks?" And it was like, I forget, but we were in there. It was like a couple people were just like this, and then like you know, like uh, Joe Rogan, um, uh, Tim Pool. Like we were in pretty good company. Uh, we have a fraction of their audience though, and I blame all of our listeners for not sharing the show. So get after it. But uh, thank you for uh, whoever tweeted that sh shit out. That was awesome. So, yeah, we were floating around some some pretty big uh, with some pretty big names on Twitter over the weekend. It was kind of cool. Hell so, yeah. Do some, yeah, do more of that. And uh, maybe we'll get ourselves a Jamie. <laughs> so uh, until until that, uh, until next time, you guys know what to do. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.